Peace and blessings, you beautiful divine beings. It is your divine host, Zane Spirit. Welcome to the Living in Spirit podcast. It is so brilliant and miraculous to have you present with us today. I have been going through so many different transitions, a lot of studying, um, just coming into a place of Mm, mm, mm. like it's so good to be alive every single day <laughs> and yes, I, I mean I, you know I've, I've been feeling that but it, it's a it's a different vibe it's a different energy and so walking into this new energy I feel like a lot of us are coming into this place of just fully embracing ourselves and yeah. so and, and I love that and I love that and I want to usher in um a very special guest in just a moment, uh, but I want to usher us in into a, a nice affirmation so that we set the tone for this podcast. So go ahead and write it down, breathe it in, take it in. And we're going to go ahead and begin with, I am loving on myself so intimately. I go deeper and deeper, choosing to dive into the spaces, waiting to be seen. I am going bravely into myself no longer afraid of what I will see. I choose to love me infinitely for all that I am, acknowledging all of the power that comes from me and forgiving the versions of me that didn't embrace me previously. And that is that affirmation. May it stick with you and may it guide you in spaces where it's needed. And of course, I got to bring on our beautiful, amazing Oracle coach, the spiritual jukebox, the dynamic mistress, Tia Tierra. How are you doing today? I am divine. Divine. How are you doing today, divinity? I am so good, Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's so good to have you on with me. I feel like uh, I feel like it, it's been time. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I've been waiting for the invite since last year, but I know I wasn't ready last year. We we all have our preparation times, and this was divine timing, divinely aligned. Yes, yes. I love the alignment. How everything transpired to this very moment. Um, our connection has been unfolding so beautifully <laughs> over, yeah. the over the past year. And I'm just so grateful for that. So grateful for you. Me too. Oh, man. Like, if nobody knows, Zane has these amazing sound healings. And she just has, uh, she has an actual sound healing bath that she does specifically with you and I did that and there was so much transformation just like it was just that catapult for every part of what what she was saying at the beginning about everybody stepping into who they are and quantum leaping just those moments and I'm so grateful to be a part of this moment in time with her with everyone I'm connected with in this season mm. I love that. And I love how you just were writing, you was writing about how um, all of your connections ain't coming with no drama. There ain't no back and forth. Like everything is just so divinely aligned with our reflections. Yeah. And and thank you for that, that shout out about my service. But I feel like that's in, that's in holy, you know, connectivity between us because you're such a divine being yourself and the work you do is so immaculate. Thank and 
Yes, yes. I love, love, love everything that you put out, like you just being the divine channel that you are. And um, I would love for you to introduce everything that you offer and who you are formally to our listeners as well, if you don't mind. Yes, indeed. Uh, I am Tia Tierra, the Oracle Coach. I am a certified life coach, barefoot doctor, and Reiki master. I'm also a psychology major in behavior analysis. I currently have retired spiritual services as far as it goes with doing tarot and those types of love readings, general readings. I feel like we're all stepping into a new season where it's, it's time for everybody to learn that on their own and learn how to read their own energy, read themselves, listen to their own inner voice. So I'm stepping into a divinely aligned mission that I've had on me for years since I was young and that's in teaching. So currently I'm only offering services for what's called a subconscious exposure where I guide, I guide people to their own answers by way of cognitive therapeutic self-reflection. And these, these sessions are, they're designed to help you identify where you're lying to yourself and bring the truth to the forefront. And then I'm using a type of exposure conditioning. And then we would go into reprogramming the beliefs and focusing on the here and now. And also recently, I began offering a mentorship program. The Teco Evolution Mentorship Program is designed for evolving teachers to help them hone their gifts and focus on learning based on individual assessment of each teacher. So whatever it is that you do want to learn, if you want to learn tarot, if you do want to learn some particular divination method, or if you just want to learn more about meditation or techniques of reprogramming the subconscious mind and, and how to read those things, read your own subconscious. Those are things that I'm offering now on my website. And um, I'm also the host of a podcast called The Oracle Astrologer, where I give astrological and numerological oracle forecasts every weekday. It's available on Podbean, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and YouTube. So you can look on any of those places and find the Oracle Astrologer. And then I have another podcast, Obsedi Journey to Freedom, where I come on and I talk about mental health matters in connection with spiritual health. Basically, I'm integrating mental and spiritual well-being as our community of spiritualists and also being a part of the Black community, we tend to put a taboo and stigma on mental health and getting those therapeutic services and as well as treatments and feel like it goes against our spirituality. So I want to break that taboo by being the example of someone who has gotten help and who is becoming the helper in that area. And as Zane said, I'm the spiritual jukebox. So from time to time, I get a message and I do a music telepathy, which is basically a song with an oracle message behind it. 
And so that's me, and that's some of the things I offer. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you have any questions about anything? Hold on. I did not know. First of all, okay, I, I do my research, y'all. I be following up on who I have on here. And why I didn't know that you had a whole other podcast for mental health and spirituality combined. Why? I, I, I Look, I, and I need one of those sessions where you tapping into the subconscious. Baby, I'm oh. on my way. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I would love you to do that and be one of my first people. I've, I actually have had someone else who helped me with practicing that. Um, I've been doing it for a while just without thinking. And so yeah. I made it into an actual programmer, you know, session. And I created the idea back in October, November. I wrote it down and I said, I'm going to come back to this. And then I ended up retiring services and was like, well, am I not going to do that? But it's not the same thing because this this pushes people to answer their own questions. It's not tarot. It's not me being like, this is what you need to do. It's me guiding you to that. And I just I'm so excited to do that with people. I feel like everybody has what they need within them. And if they would just realize that. Mm-hmm. It would just, ooh, it would just flow so much better for them, and so I want to be a catalyst in that area. So I would love, I would mm-hmm. love it if you came through and worked with me on that and trusted me with that. That's beautiful. <laughs> of course, of course. And I, you speak in a whole word because people will come to you for a reading and they don't do shit you say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that is a big reason i was like i'm i'm done like there's all they do is come back and keep asking the same question i'm like i don't want to keep answering it uh, there's no yeah. amount of money that makes me want to do that because then i start feeling like what's the point of me doing this is this for the money or is this because i'm really passionate about this and i lost mm-hmm. the passion to do tarot readings because i'm tired of a- answering that question like i even did a couple not just a couple, I did quite a few people came through and I opened it up for some spiritual messages. And I feel like that is the rawest I've ever been with people because it was so, come on now, you already knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had used to be like, oh, I feel like you already know. No, come on now, you already know this. Right. Spirit's been playing with you. And that's how it was going to start getting. And then people were going to want to come to me no more anyway. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> they might want to. They might want to keep getting snatched and read for filth. I feel like people like that. But let's make changes. <laughs> like, let's make changes. It's time to do more than just get snatched and dragged. We love that. But what about loving, progressing forward and evolving? Because what yeah. we going to do, we going to stay. I, I love Darwin's theory of evolution. Some people don't believe in it. I believe it's a metaphor for our evolution. So there's something about staying a monkey to me. Monkeys are smart. Monkeys are very, very intelligent, Mm -hmm. but they aren't human intelligent. And that's the evolution pool growing into that caveman finding the fire. But imagine if we stayed there instead of someone creating lights. Imagine if we stayed at AOL when the when the um, <laughs> model had to be connected to the computer and it used to be like we had dialogue. <laughs> like we come on now we got Wi-Fi now. 
what if we had stopped there? We have touch screens. We're not Morse code typing text messages anymore. Like we're swiping. <laughs> what if we had stayed there though? And so this is evolution. <laughs> not the Morse code and text. Yo, I'm going to start texting right people in Morse code. <laughs> My son asked me, my nine-year-old Aquarius child was like, but mom, um, were you alive when Morse code was a thing? I said, what? And I couldn't even be mad at him because he don't know. Like, I mean, dang near. He was texting like that. And I told him that too. I said, well, we kind of was texting like Morse code, but not Morse code where we were tapping in other rooms. And so, no, I wasn't alive for that. <laughs> I don't even think their granny was alive for that. Like, stop it. <laughs> but he don't know. He's a, a little kid. And they, they don't even know about the AOL with the real, real, and all that Man. stuff. We couldn't even use the the home phone at the same time. Like, <laughs> we had dial-up. We had dial-up. Like, come on now. Like, internet has come along. <laughs> exactly. And I think, I love that, though. And I, I lo wanted to hit on something you said, too, about being dragged. Um, I think the spiritual community is low-key full of masochists. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, everybody wants to be, like, they want it rough and raw, but then, you know, like, they go crying in a corner and there's no aftercare for that. And I think that um, that's kind of yeah. like on, that's kind of on both ends, like on the practitioner's end, as well as somebody who's on their journey is like, are we following up like, are we really invested in people's journeys? And are we are we able to discern who is really invested in their own journey, too? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not going to be invested. Like you said, I took my two my my two question readings off. I took my cha my channelings are no longer tarot readings. Like I'm ch I'm just straight mm -hmm. spitting facts, you know, like wow. I'm not I'm not. I'm not just going to be over here pulling out, you know, all my divination for y'all because y'all don't even value that. Um, but, you know, like it's different. It's a whole different energy. And you're right. Like we are moving into that wave of teaching and it requires us to get more intimate with our sessions. Right. Yes. Right. And, and I really think that that's been missing in the spiritual community is the intimacy of our community the yeah. intimacy in one another I love that I love the way you put that yeah you know I think people really think intimacy is just for like romance partners <laughs> romantic mm -hmm. partners. they do they do they think soulmates are too mm -hmm. and I'm like you you don't even realize your best friend's a soulmate or your mom yeah. you know yeah. like and, and there's an intimate level to a platonic relationships or even to acquaintances like I'm at the point where I don't, I, I'm intimate with everybody because if you got my attention, you getting the real raw. I'm not putting on masks no more. I'm not going to pretend, you know, and I think that this is the time where we allow ourselves to get real vulnerable, especially in this space where we're connecting with ourselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree a hundred percent everything is just shifting at this time. And I've noticed that a lot of the teachers, like the more, um, there's a level with the teachers. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, somebody's superior, but we have to understand 
that there are levels and maybe that's my Capricorn side when it comes to that there being a hierarchy or type of thing, but I don't necessarily see it as a hierarchy like that I'm better than anyone or that anyone's better than me per se, but there are people who are elevated and evolved in a way that I'm not yet. And mm. I'm elevated and evolved in a way that some aren't yet. And we're all meant to teach each other. That's why they say always be a student because even the person that's elevated and more evolved than me still has someone that teaches them. And then that person has someone that teaches them. Like that even piggybacks off uh, um, our conversation yesterday about our mentors and who mentors them and then who mentors them. And and you don't think about that part. Like my mentor has a mentor and my mentor's mentor has a mentor. This is, it is a a level to it. Mm -hmm. And so like with this coming into the certain teachers that are on the same kind of um, I guess some level, so to speak, as me, I noticed that they are getting in that same positioning where it's like, okay, you all need to start tapping into this stuff yourself. I'm not going to keep giving you readings. Just like you said, you took yours off of there. And I've been feeling like doing this since last year, but I was like really hesitant. I ended up having a dream. And in the dream, I was the Merlin. Now, you know, the Merlin is a wise teacher, a wizard. Mm-hmm. And so this was a symbolization of me. And I've actually had like, I've actually had um, a physical clairvoyant moment where I was mirror gazing. And during this mirror gazing, I was sitting in my room in front of my full length mirror. And I could see, I started talking to myself and I was like dragging myself like <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa. And all of a sudden I seen this purple aura. Now purple auras are about very, very evolved teachers, very wise and channeled teachers who are really tapped in. And this came out of my head, like in a diamond shape. And then it mm. coursed across the room and then it evolved into what looked like the Merlin himself in my room. <laughs> mm. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Right. Like that right. just came out my head because it was always a part of me and who I was. And so when I had this dream, this was probably around, it had to be around January when I finally was like, yeah, I'm retiring. In the dream, the Merlin was running around, going to different places, and then he ended up dying. Like he knew it was coming. And his head, like, then he thought that he overcame. He's like, yes, I figured out a way to, to get past it and, and, and do continue to do what I was doing anyway. Mind you, I'm the Merlin. And all of a sudden, my head, or the, I'm going to say the Merlin's head, but just keep in mind, I'm in his body. <laughs> yeah. His head burst into grass, which, you know, is like that foundation, that place of grounding it, and then it burst into flames like when it or when it turned into grass I was like yes I, I I figured it out and I can be grounded and stable and exactly what I wanted to do and be where I wanted to be because this is a beautiful place to me but even though that place was beautiful there's better and so my head burst into flames the Merlin fell on the ground and it was like I hopped out of his body and I was watching him burn to bones and turn this bright blue and I was just like what in the world Mm. and then I was all sugar but I could feel like the fire burning it was like the phoenix rising from the ashes Mm. because after that I said I I heard y'all and now I'm even noticing you know recently I had to remind myself hey 
you're not going back to doing that. Yeah. You're not going backwards just because that's comfortable. It's time to progress into the new stuff. And the new stuff is teaching. It's bringing people the knowledge so that they can do it themselves. Because people are very comfortable with the whole idea of me doing the readings for them, which is why I did recently posted the cards and let everybody give their interpretation. I know you gave one. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten a chance to read them. <laughs> I loved that exercise. I was actually going to uh, do something similar and tag you in it. Like, hey, I got this idea from Tia because, yo, I love to see everybody's comments and how they were mm -hmm. interpreting the cards. And like, that is such a brilliant exercise to get people to really tap into because whatever you pull out is going to be reflecting on your own situation, right? Or like yes. reflecting on something that you've been through or something that you know deep inside. Indeed, yes. Mm. Indeed. And that's what, when when I did that message, I had the intent that I wanted, I pulled the cards, the intent that I wanted everyone to um to go ahead and tap in with their own answers and I will come back. And I am going to still come back. And even though I didn't get to <laughs> you 50, left them so red. <laughs> I did. I read some of them and I read a little bit and I was like, there's so many, I wasn't expecting such a, um, even the 15 comments, but they were long 15 comments. Like it was like reading 50 comments. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to give this to them because they did try. And so I am going to come back and give that message um, of what I was seeing even for myself. And it was exactly what I did right there, coursing into something else and not having that resistance. It's just really important that we realize that we're going places, we're evolving. And even though tarot was the thing at one point, and I want to have that, I don't think I'm ever going to not do tarot or mm -hmm. oracle messages that goes against everything else that I'm planning because I have more. It's just that I'm not going to be doing that for other people as my specific sessions like oh yeah I have these general tarot messages two card three card 20 minutes like, no oh, I'm not doing leave, that oh you need to leave your boyfriend like yeah actually, you, you knew need you go, need to right actually you need to go inside and love yourself and pull out that stagnant energy in your heart chakra from your mama and like, <laughs> you know, like yes that's what we're doing now. I'm, I'm going to teach people tarot. I have some projects that are coming up and I'm really excited to have the space and time to focus on these projects and not have to worry about finances or things like that, but just being able to just flow in what it is I truly want to do. Like I want to give people the tarot course. I want to work with people individually in a mentorship to teach them to read tarot themselves, not me doing the message because at the end of the day, the answers are within us. You don't have to come to me for the answers. Yeah. You just have to find the answers within yourself and learn how to trust yourself and honor yourself. Mm -hmm. It's confirmation. If anything, like you just coming to me to confirm. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like I, I had to learn that when I don't trust myself, that still comes out. It's still like I've, I've had times where I was with someone or connect to someone and I just kept hearing they don't really like you or they feeling this way. They feeling jealous towards you or this really bothers them or they're not telling you the full truth. And I was like, but I don't see that. And I'm trying to take everything at face value. But we live we live in this 3D realm. 
but we are also connected to the spiritual 5D realm and these other dimensional realms. And I have access to them. They call me a, I've had it read several times where I'm a dimension hopper. Mm -hmm. I'm hopping through dimensions. So that means I'm going into a timeline where I can see who you really are. I can see those things. And so I don't need the physical 3D reality to show it right away, to believe and trust myself. But when I didn't trust myself, it was hard to trust other people. It was hard to honor other people because I didn't do that with myself. Mm -hmm. So now that's the whole point of that post last night and not feeling conflict. It's not even just about the fact that the people I'm connected to, I don't have any arguments with them or any drama. No, we don't. But it's also about not feeling conflict within myself. Like, that that area that I was just talking about where I was connected to these people and I'm hearing, oh, they don't really like you or they feel this way about you. They feel that way about you and they're not voicing it. I don't feel none of that. I don't feel that with you. I don't feel that with any romantic partnership. I don't feel that with any business ones. Like literally last night I connected with someone on a business tip and it was so free when I just was like, hey, let's do this work together. And mm -hmm. I didn't feel any conflict. Like, what if it don't work out? You know, we always got that still small voice, but I've learned the difference between that voice and not still small voice, but that little insecure voice, mm -hmm. <laughs> that little devil on your shoulder. That's like, what if it don't work out though? That irrational voice. That's what it's called. That mm -hmm. little irrational person that's like trying to sabotage everything. And I know that that's what it is versus when I, get a message that's like, you know that they don't really like you. You know that they're hiding something. This is spirit. This is my intuition. I need to trust that. And I don't, and I feel like that's the other reason why I'm not connected to nobody who I have conflict with in this season. Because when I hear that, I get away from people immediately. There's no point. <laughs> I'm not going to stay connected to you. I mean, I might not disconnect completely. It depends. I've had to block a few people because that's how bad the negative energy was being directed at me. You got to go. And then there are people where it's like, it's, it was not that. It's just that I can't be connected to them because they will use that as an opportunity to try to, you know, mm -hmm. find something negative or create something negative. I just don't feel peace being connected to them that deeply. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. still see the stuff I post. We can still be friends on Facebook or high and by or whatever, but I can't be, you know, some people you'll never be able to disconnect that well from. Like I have neighbors who I just, it's just not it. I can hire and buy you. I can't, I'm not finna move. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I still have to see you, deal with you, even family members. I learned to distance myself and be like, yeah, I need this space from that because that's not something I can deal with right now. Or that's not something I want to deal with. It's too much conflict within that energy. It's honoring yourself in that knowing. Mm. It's, it really is and when you honor yourself and you trust yourself you you can't go wrong I'm realizing that more and more if everything that I didn't honor and trust myself on in the past came to pass anyway and it was just harder because now I have to accept the fact that not only is that relationship over with and the end is so bad now because I let it get that far because I knew it was coming but not only that, I'm now questioning myself, like, can you even trust yourself? Because you knew that that was coming and you still let it happen. Well, yeah, well, yeah I can trust myself because I saw it coming. Now right. I know next time I see it coming, you better listen. 
<laughs> I love <that. laughs> Oh, you said a whole word. I hope everybody listening got that good gem and put it in their pocket while they can. <laughs> I hope that I hope you I hope y'all snatched that up because that was the best. That was exactly that's been that's been the topic of conversation. Like I just wrote, I was just talking about this in a live. Like we so insane. <laughs> I just was talking about how like when you trust yourself, you learn to trust other people. Like you're not over mm-hmm. here thinking, you know, or when you're in situations like that, you're not sitting here just on edge all the time like you're just living in your truth and you know what resonates with that and then you know what doesn't you know it becomes very transparent what resonates with your truth and what doesn't if you're in that yeah it's i i can't even explain it right now you just really have to know your body you got to know why it feels that way literally (laughs) i had some i had a situation where i had um i had done something and I had ex- exposed a certain type of abuse. And it wasn't like, uh, I'm going to just put this person on blast. It was more of a, I put the situation on blast and they gave light to themselves that they were the person and then showed all the abuse. And, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to just leave it. I'm not going to take it down. I'm not going to delete it. Was there like a a moment where you realized you were either enabling somebody or somebody was enabling you into that place of like just continuous patterns before you got to this point of like, no, I'm going to break through that. You know, like, Mm -hmm. was there, was there a moment where you just were like, Oh, this is what enabling is and how this is no longer serving my life. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The not trusting myself, that was a big enabler in itself. I enabled myself with that, but that left room for other people to enable me too and for me to enable them because not only was I not honoring myself by saying things like, well, maybe, you know, I don't see that in the physical, so maybe I'm tripping when I knew that I wasn't tripping, when I knew my intuition heard it. And that was a very enabling thing. And with other people... I noticed um, I noticed that what they will do is, especially when it has to do with them, if they don't want that to be the truth or they don't want me to see that, then their enabling is in getting me to dishonor myself. Now, you know, I'm the Oracle astrologer as well. So astrologically speaking, um, in the 12th house, that's where your hidden enemies are. And mine is in Scorpio and Sagittarius. But looking at the Scorpio part of that 12th house, it shows up as not only me being my own hidden enemy in that area of like what I said, enabling myself by being like, oh, well, you probably just crazy, you tripping, you can't trust yourself. But also it creates a space for people to get me to turn against myself. Oh, you tripping, Tia. That's not what you saw. You didn't see what you saw. No, you didn't see that. No, no, let me tell you what you saw. And me believing them because I didn't believe myself. Because Mm -hmm. I didn't honor myself, they were able to push me to and fro. Like, oh, you crazy. That ain't ain't what you seen. But it is what I saw. It is what Mm -hmm. I saw. And it always has been. Mm -hmm. And I've I've always had to be proved pretty um, physically 
like in this this physical realm where I can see it clear as day. Like, man, I thought I was tripping about that, and here it is actually physically happening right before my eyes. I was never crazy, but that was the room that I left for it. And it's right there. Like, um, I definitely would recommend people look at their 12th house and make sure you are looking at how that Ooh. plays out for you yourself. Like, even if you don't have the Scorpio party, if you had Sagittarius, Sagittarius being an energy of hidden enemies coming from people disagreeing with how your philosophies, your ideas what you believe in because they want you to believe what they believe so bad and, and you believe in something else and being confident that makes challenges them to think that maybe they're wrong, especially if they're not grounded in their own and confident in their own belief. Then they'll start trying to do things like one-up you or over-brag you. So you're talking about what you believe in and they're like, oh, well, no, no I know that too. I, and that has happened to me my whole life. I've, I've learned to be like, you know, that's fine. And then continue on with what I was saying and believing. Like, I don't I don't need your <laughs> ego. I don't care about your ego doing whatever it's doing because you need to prove something. And we got to be able to see those things at the same time. In that 12th house energy of Sagittarius, I had to realize where I was doing that and, and mm -hmm. defeat that because I don't have to prove that what I believe is right or that I know that too. I don't have yeah. to do that. And I, I, I really focus on not allowing myself to do that because that's another form of enabling myself mm. trusting myself because that's me questioning myself right there because why do I feel like in order to prove that I'm right I have to over extend myself in proving it to someone who doesn't agree with me per se right and the physical uh, representation of what you saw could be right in their face and they still lie to you because they lie to themselves. Yes. <laughs> you know, and it, it's like, there's just no point in arguing with anybody about intuition. Like, if you don't agree with what I saw, then that's fine. We don't got to talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm. But I, my 12th house, Gemini, be on the same things. Like, my son is in my 12th. And so a lot of the times, people with 12th house places like you said they'll just bring out the subconscious from people or from their interactions or they'll go really deep or sometimes they'll avoid that darkness in in terms because it is so deep and so you know like a lot of our experiences are based around you know how how deep and intimate can we really go in the place of truth and are we trying to overcompensate for what we feel like our darkness resides in, too? Mm. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask, too, like, do you feel like that's really where your dynamic mistress comes from? Like, that 12th house energy or, like, going mm -hmm. into the depths of <laughs> everybody that you meet, you're just pulling out all of this shit that they can't, they don't want to deal with? <laughs> Yes, I had to accept my darkness. Um, I've been spiritual my whole life since I was a kid. I've always been really connected. And my mom said even, you know, the teacher energy is really in me. She said I used to be teaching and preaching when I was real little. And um, I remember in like 2007, that's when I started studying the Bible for myself. I was a Christian then and I would study this Bible for myself and I'd be like, Y'all, this don't make sense because y'all say this at this, you know, um, Baptist church in, in the Bible say this. So I don't understand where you got that from. <laughs> and I'd be asking questions. 
And I noticed that that would, it would ruffle people so, so very much. And um, I didn't realize then at all, there was no way I was thinking that I had darkness in me <laughs> as a Christian because we're always trying to find the light. We're always trying to find the light. But mm -hmm. I, that's exactly what I was doing even then. So then when I came into spirituality, when I, when I had my spiritual awake, awakening into spirituality, because see, I had my spiritual awakening in 2007, but mm -hmm. I had the one where I came into spirituality and started delving into that and leaving Christianity behind in 2019. That mm. was not that long ago, right? Yeah. But Dang, you made a lot of progress. Hold on. <laughs> Just three steps and a hand clap for your success because I'm celebrating you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I just, I love that. I just love you. Oh my gosh. I love that because I always can feel it. And I, oh, I'm so thankful for the connection I have this season because when y'all celebrate me, when I celebrate y'all, I feel like it literally is um, a, um, what do you call that? A circle, not a cycle, but a circle of <laughs> flow, like a, um, like the it's money reciprocated, you know. Yeah, yep. Thank you. <laughs> I got you. And it's it's just it's just cycling back around, circling back around, just like currency. It's mm -hmm. that it's like currency. It's just a flow of energy, and I just love that. But you know, like in 2019, when I did come into spirituality, I knew right away who I was because the crows. And that is my spirit totem animal. <laughs> like they would not leave me alone. I was like, what is this nonsense place? Why? What is this? Is somebody going to die? Am I going to die? What is this? <laughs> and mm -hmm. then I, I started doing more research on it. I remember the first time I ever saw a being because when I was a Christian, I said, I said, God, I don't want to see nothing because I kept feeling it. And I was like, I don't want to see nothing. I was sleeping with all the lights on. And then one night I had a dream that something was chasing me. I, I think I was in that. Actually, I was in the astral realm. I just didn't know that at the time. I, I couldn't understand why I was awake, but mm -hmm. asleep. So I'm being chased by this thing in the astral realm and I couldn't see it. It was swinging open doors to the point where it finally caught up to me. And it was tossing me to and fro, knocking me around and I couldn't see it. So mm -hmm. I changed my mind. I want to see it. So in 2019, <laughs> I saw the Morrigan. She, she came up with her hood on as a shadow and, you know, she'd be having a crow. She had the crow or the raven on her shoulder. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> mm. But they would come so often and I didn't know anything about birth charts at that time. So here's another area where, you know, you can look at how long I've been doing stuff for it. It does, it's never took me long to learn things. So I'm really against the whole idea that, oh, you have to be in something for this long to really be able to, that doesn't matter. Some people learn fast. I learn so fast that it doesn't even make sense because the stuff that I know just from 2019, not or 2020, because I really didn't delve all the way into astrology until then, but I knew I wanted to be an astrologist. I knew that I just wasn't in, into it all the way. So without even knowing that, I have this dynamic mistress energy all up and through my chart and so many placements. I'm not even going to sit here and take up time going over every placement that is dynamic. Pluto, you know, Scorpio, all that, all that is just everything is, is complete. Everything that I've connected to from 2019 until now, oh yeah. And 
Santissima and all these different energies that were the crow, you know, that are about death, but mm -hmm. not in a bad way like we think, but in a transformative way, endings for new beginnings. This has been my life. I've never had the stability a, a Taurus should have. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I've, I've never just had it like that. There's always something shifting. Even now I have stability in housing, but everything else is like shifting. I'm in housing. Now my work and, and how I'm going to make daily income has shifted so much. It's mm -hmm. just constantly being prepared and ready for something to change. So as a dynamic mistress, I tell people, I warn them, and they usually don't take key to the warning because they think that is sweet and they think that I'm just, you know, I'm just talking, woofing until they start experiencing it. I tell them, hey, you come into contact with me and my energy transformation is going to happen. You're either going to be willing to walk with me and learn and make the changes you need to make or they're going to make make them for you and they will, it will hurt. Mm -hmm. It always hurts when it's not willing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm, I love how you brought that full circle, like all the way around. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, yes. that, and I, I love that they gave me that title because you know, for years I was using, or not for years, I'm, I've been using the word dynamic wrong, and all of a sudden I heard you're the dynamic mistress. And when I looked up both of those words, um, the definition of dynamic is about, um a heavy major change and transformation while um mistress is a powerful woman and you think a mistress you like oh she a a, a side chick <laughs> or that's the other woman no that's a powerful woman and it's crazy that that's what a mistress is called and it's also a, a side chick so <laughs> that's a whole you know, other thing that, that's a that's a whole nother way that uh <laughs> the uh the patriarchy has really pulled the wool over our eyes on how powerful the the feminine energy is in that way mm. indeed i definitely yeah. agree mm. but yes that is where that came from it just it came to me like all my titles they just came to me like random i was like and they all got the in front of them i just thought that was so hilarious <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I love that there's a, a lot of discussion too about, um, and I think this goes really hand in hand with you, you know, coming in, into your truth and living in your authenticity. So, so what, what people would say quickly, but you know, time is an illusion. <laughs> so, you know, but you just like came into it um, head first. And I think that there's a, you've had a lot of conversation about asking permission and, what that means for you and redefining that and i wanted to ask since there's so many people that do this and we don't even realize what that looks like in our daily lives to you what is seeking that validation or that permission look like you know what did that feel like how can we identify that as a collective Whew. okay this is this is i did a pot actually i know you said you didn't know about my mental health podcast so I definitely would recommend listening to my daddy issues episode. I don't promote this one as much because I don't post on there as much as the Oracle Astrologer, but it is mm. what's on there is very good. 
And so last year I was working with, his name is Adrian Tappender and he is the subconscious surgeon. He does the subconscious surgeries and he worked with, he discovered that I had some daddy issues. I basically had abandonment and rejection issues. This was last year, I believe that we worked together and he called that out. And I spent the whole year avoiding fully dealing with that. And I, I thought that I had done it. I thought I had done the work, but the fact of the matter is I still had those issues. I tried to even, you know, connect back with my dad. And there were still some things that kept me from connecting with him fully. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I started picking up guys that gave me dad vibes, not necessarily my dad, but yeah, kind of like, I like the guys that can be really aggressive with their approach and telling you something. Cause my dad was the type that would tell you you're stupid. <laughs> for doing something and I was attracting those guys and after having like a very detrimental experience regarding that with um, someone and I just I realized that that was something towards the end of the year it was like uh no it was towards the beginning of this year I had saw a post of mine from last year you know they'd be doing the memories mm -hmm. and the post said something about it was something similar to the whole idea that I was attracting people who resemble something that I needed. Mm -hmm. And what I needed was to get approval from my dad. I needed someone who were, who my, I needed my dad to do it. But since my dad wasn't doing it and that might have been even why I didn't stay connected to him when I was trying to reconnect, because I was telling him all about all the great things I'm doing. And I wanted more than just, that's real good. That's real good. You know, I wanted, I wanted approval. I wanted it so badly that I started pursuing it from these men. So I went from one man who was approving me in certain areas. And then all of a sudden he was talking to me like my dad for real with that very derogatory, degrading, demeaning. And that changed me. I became this person. I believed that it was like a plant to seeds. And I believed that I was stupid. I didn't know mm -hmm. what I was talking about. I was stupid when it came to love and all those things that person said to me and it like planted seeds in me because I had put so much into being validated and being approved by someone else. Mm -hmm. And then it came into another guy and he was very, very validating in a positive way. And like, I don't know where where something just turned and I was just like, I need to get by myself. And I just completely cut off everybody and went completely into solitude, got off Facebook. And during that time, I didn't have any more voices. There was nobody, because it wasn't just the men, it was also friendships. I was building friendships where I had to go to people to be like, hey, uh, what do you think of this? Do you think this is a good idea? Do you think this will actually benefit anything? Man, how does that feel? You ask, how does that feel? It feels invalidating. Mm. And that's the crazy part because I don't care how much another person approves me. If I don't believe that about myself, I still feel invalidated. I needed to be able to be like, you're smart to you because you know you're smart. You know you're a genius. You know you're brilliant. Why do you need someone else to say that? It's beautiful when they do. Please don't get me wrong. I love when people compliment me. But when I needed it versus now when I'm like, I know it. 
yeah. makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. Like I made a, a whole video and did a poem and all that stuff where I was just like exposing my nakedness. I did no filters, no editing the other day. And I remember the old me probably would have deleted that because I didn't get enough response. But it was the fact that I put in that work to do that because I wanted to do it and it made me so happy to do. Mm. I'm like, I ain't deleted my stuff. In the past, I would delete it because I didn't get enough response. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like that that's invalidating yeah. it's like even if I got a bunch of people that did comment like this is so amazing this is so beautiful I love this I still wouldn't have felt validated if I didn't really believe that from the jump when I posted that I was like man this is dope oh my gosh like I was so amped I was yeah. really celebrating myself and that's what I do with everything I do and I noticed that there's a particular hexagram that I had got I had kept getting, I've been getting it since last year. So a hexagram is um, I Ching divination, which is a Chinese divination method. So they use hexagrams in coins and they cast mm -hmm. the coins in order to get a message. I can't remember exactly what hexagram it was, but it talks about how people just want you for what, it isn't you that they want. It isn't your whole being. It's, you know, it's just what you have to give. It's not your actual essence not who you are mm. and I'm noticing that if I don't post about these spiritual messages about somebody's ex or about somebody being obsessed with you people are obsessed with being having people be obsessed with them stalk them want them back because they are literally mirroring each other and I mm. realized that people that's all people want to hear they don't care about the notes I got going on so I have to care about it so yes, that feels invalidating when you need validation, even when you get it. I can sit there and be like, well, at least I get validation on those posts for mm -hmm. for the messages, but it's not even them validating me. It's validating themselves because they needed me to say it. They needed mm -hmm. that confirmation from somebody else to read their situation so accurately. And I had to let that go because that's even in that situation, because I was still doing them because I did like that validation, but it was so inv invalidating when I would post other things and not get the same response. Mm. So it's like, nah, you know, I'm gonna have to be happy with posting what it is that I am happy with because I'm happy with it and I wanted to. Mm -hmm. That's that's the difference. I stopped asking permission, you know, in those in those pictures that I did, I had my shirt off, you know. And you can't see much of nothing because I don't want to do that. But <laughs> you can see that I ain't got no shirt on. You can see um, I don't have no filter, no editing, no smoothing, no none of that. And I did not feel like I needed it. And I did not need permission. I didn't need one, anyone to be like, you don't need none of that. Thank you and everything. But I didn't need nobody to tell me that. Like, I love those moments. Or even like my hair right now, I'd be like, I look like Raggedy Ann. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody be like, girl, it's cute. I know. I didn't say I didn't think it was cute. I just think it's funny because that's not what I intended. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks so crazy that I love it. It's, it's totally me. But I'm like, in the past, I might have needed, I wouldn't have never worn my hair like this in the past. Like When I say I would have took all this down and I would have figured something else out simply because I didn't feel like nobody was going to like it or compliment it. Mm. I would have needed every last one of those comments on the post about where I po first posted my hair and said, I feel like it looks like Raggedy Ann. I would have needed every bit of that validation. I wouldn't taken my hair down. No way. 
I was going to wear it for however long I need to wear it for, for it to be a protective style. I don't care about none of that. I like it. And mm. I, I appreciate how everybody was like responding to me in the way that I saw myself. Yeah, that's that's the permission piece. That's the not ask for permission. No, people, people don't realize that they're doing that every time you're like, do you think that I'm, I'm, I'm doing this wrong? What do you think it is? You shouldn't have to ask me. What do you think of it? Because yeah. that's the only thing that matters. At the end of the day, I can tell you, I think that it's a great idea. Maybe, honestly, that was it's a great idea, but it wasn't a great idea for you. And you would have known that had you looked within and honored yourself. Because what's yeah. a great idea in general is not always a great idea for you specifically. Right. You or, know? or somebody could have been like, no, nah, that idea sucks. And then you could completely hold back your entire purpose and future of yeah. what you want to do, right? Because you holding on to someone else's opinion by a thread. And what what is mm. what does that even say about our self-worth, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like how we view ourselves and how we, we should already know that we're worthy. Exactly. I was just like, I stopped asking permission to dress how I dress. Oh my God. I know that just like everybody else in the spiritual community, you have seen and heard all the talk about feminine, masculine, androgynous, Mm -hmm. balancing the feminine and masculine. I tell people I don't have no masculine energy. There's nothing to balance. There's no balance there. And that is okay because my balance is literally within the feminine energy that people have tried to box in. Feminine energy isn't just sweet, nurturing, loving, soft. It's also fierce. It's also not just creative, but it destroys. It's also mm-hmm. all over the place and chaotic. Think of water. And I always try to remind people of how water is. Yes, water can be soft and flowing nice and gently or just (laughs) yes or just or just sitting still even you know what i'm saying like but guess what else water does kill people it's a tsunami in a minute now (laughs) you feel me it'll kill people what do you mean like they they don't see the the flow and the energy of how feminine energy is literally that flow like this is the same the same water that was all calm and resting, everybody was all enjoying it by the sea and bouncing around, just turned into a big old tsunami that just wiped out the whole country and the whole flooded everything. Are you going to be mad at the water for being its natural essence? You feel me? <laughs> and then people try to box that in to what they, what I noticed with like the men who do it, they will box it into the, their ideal wife instead of just saying, my ideal wife is like this. A man's ideal wife is typically like this. They say feminine women are supposed to be like this. And then it makes women start to be like, well, if I'm not like that, then I'm not feminine. I want to be feminine. So I'm going to be like that. And that's not mm-hmm. that's not right. So when I stopped asking permission, I realized I can wear my baggy jeans. I wear men's clothes. I shop at the men's department because I like it better. I do shop in the women's department. And I'll get some some stuff. All of a sudden, you'll see me wearing some tight little legging shorts. I do what I want to do. Yeah. And I feel so free. And then I stopped asking permission because I'm still feminine. I'm, I don't have to be masculine. I don't have to be androgynous. I don't have to be non-binary. I don't have to be any of that stuff. I don't need a title or a label. And I spent my whole life desiring to fit in somewhere into some box to the point mm-hmm. where I even did a psych exam. And I wanted so badly to fit at least in one of these, you know, disorders, and I don't even fit there. 
Like I just don't fit anywhere. And I had to accept that. And I believe that's where the I'm done asking for permission came from is that I always tried to put myself in a box somewhere. I want to fit here. I want to fit there and realizing that, I mean, I don't care where it is. It doesn't even have to be with how I dress or how I wear my hair or how I look or any of that. I've never fit. I'm not even your ideal image of beauty. Like my aesthetic and my features don't even look like most people's and what looks beautiful. But when they come together, they're amazingly beautiful and unique in mm. a brilliantly gorgeous way. It just mm. looks almost fascinating. And that's me looking at myself. You see how when you don't ask for permission, you start to really see yourself. I'm seeing myself and observing myself without judgment from outside myself. And I'm like, wow, if I was looking at me, I would think, man, her features are so unique. How does it do that and still look beautiful? Usually people don't you know like a big nose is usually people don't like when the bottom lip is bigger than the top lip. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I be embracing it now. Like I used to try to hide that, like my lips. Now I just be like, let me take a side profile so you can see it even better. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you want to get all up in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Like for real, I'm like, you know, my forehead, like, I don't mind showing my forehead, even though I've been liking bangs a lot lately. I'm definitely not covering my forehead because I don't like it. I don't, I could care less about that. I just like the bangs right now. <laughs> That's what another thing, like, I do whatever it is that I want. And then, like, I, the, the not asking permission is like, I don't need to because I, I don't need you to say yes or no to me. I already know what my yes or no is. I got people that still, you know, still today. And I don't, I know that people don't mean offense. They, they're not trying to offend me when they're like, you should smile more, smile. I love your smile. To me, it's almost insinuating that I hate my smile because I'm not smiling in the pictures. I just like, I like my resting bitch face. Is that okay too? (laughs) No, I don't, I don't need your permission to say that it is. I'm just going to do it because I like that face. I like when I do my rest. My resting bitch is fierce. My smile is beautiful. But you gonna let me do what I want. And it does not mean I hate my smile. I think I have uh, the most beautiful, cheeky smile. I love my gap. I love my little crooked teeth with all these whole bunch of gaps in it. I love it. I love it right where I'm at. And then when I fix my teeth, I'm I still I'm gonna love those teeth too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like the whole time that you was on, I'm just like, age of Aquarius, like. Yes, yes, authenticity. This is the coming of the age of Aquarius. I swear, like. (laughs) We on a wave, we on a wave, and I love it because it's not like everything that was societal beauty standards, fuck all that. Like, you, you just can't even. What is what is even a beauty standard? Like who who even made that up? We don't even know who made that up. Like exactly, we, that's not even so, our business. <laughs> there's so many things that we don't realize. Where did that come from? Or even ask? Like the dictionary. Sometimes I have to remind myself, especially when I know how a word resonates with me within my being. I do love using the dictionary though, but 
you know that that all that is is some other people just like you and I who got together on the panel and decided this is a word and this is what it's being used for and what it means. That's why the dictionary still changes to compensate for the way that we talk now right? and puts words in their new words. Now there's new words. That's why when I say stuff like, you know, how I said the other day, I said it's a word because I said it is. Because yeah. we can literally do that. Like yeah. these people who are on this panel ain't nobody no more different than you and I creating words and putting a definition to it. Yeah. And and it all came from somewhere else. So <laughs> we just we just need to understand like it it we don't really have to give a fuck about none of that. And exactly. You know, like oftentimes like for childhood for me like from personally I witnessed and also experienced as a child like a lot of self-worth and confidence you know just seeking a lot of validation to the point where like my grandmother or my mom would give me toys and I would take them to school and give them away because I wanted people to like me you know or be like oh she's so nice I want to be friends with her you know I just was Mm -hmm. I was the big girl in class and that just would like I was always made fun of and stuff and so you know in a place of healing like where I'm at now I, I had to really come to terms of what my seeking validation looked like and so you know, I'm so glad that you went into how that felt so invalidating for you and how it was never enough. Because like the best advice that I can give anybody who is trying to come into a place of no longer seeking validation is to recognize how they're still so thirsty. They, they, they mouth is wet, but ain't nothing being soaked in. Ain't nothing Ooh. like, like the body is not even taking that in. It's not even, it's not even quenching the thirst. Ooh. It's like it's like drinking uh, grape juice and then you need some extra water. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, so it, it's like that validation doesn't e- it's not even validating. It's just some extra two cents that it don't even add up to a dollar, you know. So, so I just I love that you said that because the moments where I have really had to sit with myself and be like, you know, am I good enough? Like, I don't know, am I? Do I think I'm good enough? I think I'm genius as fuck. Like, why? Yeah. You know, I, I was sitting there wondering, like, why can't people see my genius? Because it ain't for them. And it's not. It, and exactly. It, it ain't you know? Exactly. Like, oh, my. Like, oh my. You, don't, you, don't, you don't have to like my ideas. You don't have to like the way I do something because it ain't for you. And that's all right, baby. Like, you know, and I think that, um, you know, in those moments, what, what would be a tip that you give? Like when somebody is recognizing, oh, shit, like I'm, I'm actually seeking validation right now. What would you what would be your go to motion for for someone to pull that 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 thirst that they seek in whatever they seek in? What would you suggest that people do at that point? Go into solitude. I've been suggesting this to a lot of people. And that's one area that people don't want to do because you have to sit with you and there are no other voices. I I didn't go deep into my um, what I did during my retreat, but it was so quiet at the beginning. It was the hardest thing in the world. I, wanted, I was still going on Facebook and scrolling and then deactivating again and just not posting because I, it was hard at the beginning. But then once I got into it, 
I started getting all types of ideas that I never had before. And they were unique and organic ideas. They weren't ideas that I got from somebody else and tailor-made to my own abilities. It was mine. That's when things like the spiritual jukebox and the dynamic mistress start coming to me. The ideas for what to do. Like when y'all see these projects, they are original. I got my own divination technique because Mm -hmm. I I was tired of people saying, I don't need those cards. Neither do I, baby. Like I'm not, me using these cards is not me needing them. And I was tired of people saying that. And I was like, (laughs) all of a sudden it was like spirit gave it to me. Spirit was like, yes, here. And then I had an idea of mine stolen and done by someone who (laughs) knew how to do it. And then spirit was like, well, here, let's teach you how to do it. And also let's just give you some new ideas that are original that, Mm can't be stolen, that can't be taken away from me. Even that idea that was stolen, it wasn't something that's unique. It was still something else that other people do already. Mm. So the ideas that I was given are unique. Nobody else has my divination technique. They don't yeah. have those symbolisms. They uh, Those came straight from spirit. And now right. I'm going to build an app with this and and so it's like and I've I've been taught and put in position to have the app to have that the 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 means and the equipment and the software and the knowledge to create it and so that with that said the tip would be go within take that time for yourself and just listen to just yourself we don't even realize how much having so many different voices around makes us not know what our voice is. Somebody Mm -hmm. asked me one time, how do you know your voice? How do you know that that's you talking? I'm like, well, it's in, it's in my voice, but okay. But can't somebody, don't somebody else know your voice? And since we're made of energy and atoms, when someone speaks something and they're like, oh yeah, she thinks she all that or, or, she, she's so she's so insecure. They're thinking these things about us, and then our energy is picking up on it, and we don't know our own voice. So we're like, dang, I think I, I think I'm insecure. I had this happen to me too, and that's when I started practicing disconnecting from mm-hmm. all chords. And it didn't matter who it was. Like I love my people, and there were people that I disconnected from that I loved. And some of them, when I did the disconnect, they left completely. It was like they were attached to that too, of being that attached to a person that you can feel when a cord was disconnected and it felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. for me to be in my own mind and for you to be in yours. Mm-hmm. I had so much stuff going on at that time. I felt, I felt like everybody wanted me to be a leader, but be a leader the way that they wanted me to be a leader. And so when I disconnected, it was like, and I started feeling like, oh, you know, I'm not good enough to be a leader. I'm not, maybe I'm insecure. I'm thinking all these things, not knowing what my voice is. And it's just people believing that about me. And when I disconnected, I was like, whoa, I don't feel that way about myself. I don't, like people literally hated me during this season when I did the the first cord cutting of all energies except source. People literally hated me. They hated the way I looked. They hated my personality. They hated me. And I felt the same way about me because I was connected to those cords. So that's another tip. Make sure you're doing cord cuttings. They have those on YouTube as guided meditations. Um, 
you also can just go in the bath and or go in the shower and speak the intention. Use your use gestures, use your fingers to make a scissors and like you're cutting the cords and visualize it. But cut those cords, disconnect. I disconnect from all energy outside of myself, all energy, thoughts, feelings, projections, emotions towards me outside of myself. And I only connect to source energy. So then you get to see yourself in your purest essence. Because mm. when I saw that, I'm telling you, I was like, man, was there still some insecurities there? Yes, but they did not match hating myself. I didn't yeah. feel like I was ugly and that I hated me and I hated the way I talked, the way I thought. I loved me. I loved those unique parts of me. I was just like, wow, this is so different. We have mm -hmm. to be very mindful of that type of stuff, being connected, especially the readers, the people who do still do readings and services for other people. You got to disconnect. I had someone literally think that I thought a way about them and that it was just they were still connected to my energy and they were picking up on my thoughts about myself mm. and thought that I was thinking that about them. And I'm like, man, that's a, you know, a hard thing. I lost a, a good person because you have to do that. You have to be mindful of disconnecting from those cords so that you aren't projecting things. And a lot of times we hear the word projecting, we're instantly on the defense. Like, no, I'm not projecting. I look for that. And I'm yeah. not saying I look for it to be like, I have to find it. I have to be, I have to be projecting. I have to be something bad. But I want to make sure that I'm not. Yeah. And now I'm to the point, that's another tip. Spend some time looking at that. Look hard until you find the answer. And even if the answer comes out like mine did, that it really wasn't me projecting. And sometimes it is. I learned my voice more and more the more that I asked myself questions and was honest with myself. Like, there's a potential you're projecting here, Tia, are you? Spend some mm -hmm. time with that. I sat with that up until mm -hmm. the point where I was like, okay, I've gotten honest with myself about the fact that, you know, maybe this person is intimidating me with whatever it is that they're doing that I want to be doing. And, and I was honest with myself. And the next thing I know, I feel better but then I might still feel this energy coming from them because maybe they were we were mirroring each other. Maybe we were reflecting off of each other. Maybe they have insecurities and I intimidate them. And that's that can come up too. You just never know until you start hearing your voice and learning your voice more and more. Then you get to be like, I know that I'm not projecting because I know my voice. I know me. Um, there's a book by William James. I'm sorry, I don't have the title of the book. Um, right off of the top of my head, but look up William James, an American psychologist, and um, the um, what is it called? Self. The he talks about the true self and the how there's different versions of the self. So you can kind of Google something around that to find the the book where he was talking about this. But he talks about how we spend our lifetime jumping through different versions of ourselves and learning new versions of ourselves until we get to the truest self. I've had so many versions of myself that I've coursed through. And now I'm able to sit with each of them and realize this is me. That's not me. Or no, that's someone else. That voice doesn't sound like any voice within me. 
you have to constantly keep learning. It's that back to the Darwin, um, Darwin's theory of evolution and evolving. Okay, I'm smart. You know, I'm at monkey stage. I'm smart. I'm, I'm good here. But okay, what's next? Okay, so caveman. Oh, okay. Oh, fire, building fire. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, I, I, as a monkey, I knew how to open a banana. But as a caveman, I knew how to make fire. And as a human man, I know how to be the fire. I know how to, <laughs> I know how to use fire and, and like, and create candles and light those. And I know how to make a bonfire now. And I, I know how to make a lighter and use a lighter and use matches and all these different things. It just never stops. One thing I can say that I would encourage people to stop doing is looking for a destination because it's not a destination. It is literally a journey. I know that's cliche. I know how cliche that facts. sounds. It but is. It, it really is. It's not, we're continuously evolving. If we ever stop, then we'll never know the potential that we can get to. As long as we're alive and breathing, there's still more. Keep going, keep going. Like the Energizer Bunny, just keep on going. <laughs> You know, keep that battery be charged and just keep on going and going until, you know, the battery just stops. But, you know, we got a long way to go and you don't know when the battery's going to stop. So why stop ahead of time? Why um, aim to be at this particular person? Um, I, I still read the Bible. I still, Well, I don't read it like how I did when I was a Christian, but I still know the Bible and I still quote it. I still go back to things in it. And one of my favorite scriptures was when Paul was talking about, um, this was in, I want to say, Philippians chapter one. He talked about, um, I'm not saying that I've arrived, but I'm pushing on towards the goal for Christ, he said. But when we think about Christ, we should think about Christ consciousness in the way that Christ walked, because that's all that that was. That's all that is that we're supposed to be doing. This isn't a, that's my God. That's 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 not what it was intended for, but we should be pushing on to get to that type of ascension where we could just get up and leave this plane when we ready <laughs> and right. be like, you know, but it really was just a metaphor of ascension, the mm -hmm. whole Ego death, dying on the cross, burial cross, the mm -hmm. crucifixion and the metaphor behind the crucifixion and the cross, dying to self, dying to flesh, dying to the ego so that you can come alive a new being so you can mm -hmm. be resurrected. Even when I think about the three days in between, I think about every time I quantum leap, how I'm like in, in this in-between floaty, flighty state where I'm like, oh, man, where am I? This is so new. And I almost feel like a robot. I know I told you about yes. how the first, the last time <laughs> I was running into the door over and over again. I'm like, why didn't I realize, like I was glitching, like, man, why didn't I realize I could just turn and walk this way? Because I was in between bodies, letting go of the old body for the new body. And the other day I had done it again. And I'm telling you, I ran dead smack face first into a wall. That I, I saw the wall. <laughs> all my boxes, I had my packages, all the packages flew everywhere. I was like, this is embarrassing because they got cameras in my hallway. So I know somebody's <laughs> seen that. They was probably like, what the heck? <laughs> but but it was good because once I grounded myself, once I, that 
reminded me, okay, you got to go ground yourself. So once I grounded myself, I'm now I'm in this version of me and I'm feeling amazing, feeling amazingly yeah. good, even better than that last version. And I watched this happen every time I quantum leap, like it got easier and easier because the first time I did it, um, that I can remember, and I'm not saying that's the first and only time because I've been doing it for years, but the first time I remember for sure doing it, I was in such a dark place in that in-between state of leaving because I was literally mourning, leaving and grieving my old mm -hmm. self so much that it was just dark. The second time, it was the same thing, just grieving. It was so dark during that solitude state that mm -hmm. I was talking about when when you go into that solitude, if you were so used to that person, that version of you, and they protected you, you can find it hard to leave that behind without being upset about it. Because I was in a version of me that was chasing the idea of proving that I was as powerful as I am, that I am who I am. And once mm -hmm. I realized that that's what I was doing, I had to let go of that version of myself. And that was hard because that version of myself protected me. It made me feel comfortable. It made me feel safe. It made me feel like I knew could nobody mess with me. Nowadays, you won't catch me making posts saying, I rock your world if you come over here and try to do anything to me because I'm not going to do nothing back. You did it to yourself by even coming for me. And I recognize yeah. that. <laughs> it's so different. You just get to hop in these bodies and that is literally all of that came from going into that. So every time I went into solitude, I came out a better person. I came mm -hmm. out a person that cared less about what other people said about what yeah. it was that I believed. Less and less. It wasn't like that from the beginning. At this point, I'm almost, because I'm not going to say again, I'm not going to say that I've arrived because mm -hmm. I'm continuously evolving, but I'm at a much better state of I don't have to ask nobody for permission. I don't have to ask. I don't have to do it their way. I don't need anyone to say that that's a good idea, that that's what you should do. I already know I should do it. And that's why I'm thankful for these connections where people, the people I'm connected to, don't. there's no conflict. They trust and honor me the way that I trust and honor myself. Yeah. They know that I'm, I'm going to choose the right thing. And I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna make no stupid decision. Even if I don't jump straight to the decision that they already see, I'm gonna see it. They trust me, right? Or, you know? or, or regardless, we got grace because we trust ourselves, and we know that regardless, we gonna get to wherever we supposed to go. I don't exactly. gotta rush you into your awakening. I don't gotta rush you into your consciousness. I don't gotta. You know, look at you crazy just because you turned left and spirit said go right. Like you are supposed to have whatever experiences you have, and that's your business. And I honor you the same because no matter what you do in this life, it doesn't make you a different person. It doesn't make you a different being. You know, it's just about how you choose to show up in the world. And I'm gonna honor however you choose to do so. Like, and that's cause and that's because I honor me. I wouldn't yeah. be able to do that if if I didn't honor the many versions of myself. Yes, you know how restrictive it is to not honor yourself and think that you're honoring what other people think about you. That's so restrictive and that's why people's relationships end up the way they end up because you haven't honored yourself, but you've tried to honor someone else outside of yourself. 
And that is self at the end of the day. So it's like, at some point, you're going to stop honoring that too. Yeah. Because you never honored yourself, you know? I, I made a post about that recently too, but more in regards to the love aspect of it, when you don't love yourself, then it's, mm. it's going to be hard to love other people. It's like an oxymoron. Like, how can you how can you love anybody else if you really don't love yourself? And and that's cliche too. That's another one of those cliche ones that just happens to be true. It's looking so you said all facts. I ain't hear nothing you said that was not facts. You feel me? Like <laughs> this is real life, and this is this is this is the key. Like, I hope that somebody really does take from this what they need to to be able to apply in their own life take that time for yourself I know it's scary to be alone but we need it Mm -hmm. because that's that's where we can hear ourselves when we got when we're dating people and we don't love ourselves know ourselves know our voice we are just those people and we have no idea who our authentic self is I cannot wait to release this book Mm -hmm. the authentic self is coming y'all I'm almost done with the freaking formatting I just it's so hard to take the time to do that and I don't want to put out a, a crappy book I want the formatting and editing to be perfect yes. and since I'm self-publishing I have to do that work myself and so it's coming but I can't I was, wait I, I was just wait. about to ask what else are we looking forward to how can we support what you got going on because I know anything you drop is is the gems we need all that yeah, just stay stay tuned for that. You know, I'm always accepting tips and donations because right now I'm not um, focused on a like a specific thing that costs. Like even the mentorship program is it's not free, but it's also not open to everyone. So that first part is going to be free. The first portions is so I'm doing a lot of stuff that's like a service and mm-hmm. giving back, but. Yeah, you always need support when you're doing those kind of things. But I'm also financially free and I'm thankful that the universe <laughs> works with me in that area and makes sure that I'm taken care of and provided for regardless. Mm-hmm. I love that. Everybody definitely go support her. What are your social media platforms so that we can follow you as well? Um, so everything can be found on my link tree, which is HTTPS colon slash slash L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Tia Tierra, T-I-A-T-E-A-I-R-E. And so that's going to be, I'm Tia Tierra everywhere. Yeah. Um, Tia Tierra on Facebook or my Fan page is Tia Tira, the or dash the Oracle Coach. Then um, um, Tia Tira on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. Yep, so all of those places, and um, the the link tree is where you'll find like the podcasts and also uh, my website for the booking, being able to book one of those sessions that I talked about in the beginning, the mentorship program and the subconscious exposure, all those things can be found on the link tree. Mm -mm -mm. I'm so, so blessed. 
to be in your presence divine thank you for sharing so much yes of you with me and us today i i just feel like you just shined all your radiance on us real quick I, oof. Thank, thank you. you i feel the same i feel the same it's such a blessing to be a part of this and i feel completely honored and immensely honored just immensely honored and and privileged to be here in your presence and be on your show. Um, I'm gonna give I'm giving Matt support, like I'm gonna continue to and send people your way for your services because they are amazing. You're amazing at what you do. So I really appreciate you and being a part of your journey, being a part of your life, and you inviting me and welcoming welcoming me in and having that energy of just complete welcome. Mm. yes thank you thank you for all of your support and i celebrate you and uh, i'm going to continue supporting you as well i definitely want you back on again so we can hit some more topics <laughs> oh yes there's plenty <laughs> plenty to talk about with you with us in general i thank you as well and i'm looking forward to the future to the right now <laughs> why was we why was i thinking that you must have heard me okay claire intellect because i swear i was just thinking to the present to where right where we're at like, to the right now <laughs> yes yes y'all see how that works <laughs> yes being in sync being in tune i just love it i just love you and everything that you're about yes I love you. The divine loves you. And we're going to keep supporting you. And I, I, we're looking forward to the rest of uh, anything that you drop. We're going to drop it. We with it. So thank you. Uh, and, and you know what? Let me just throw this little um, shameless plug real quick. I still have, I sold a manifestation oil and um, I started it in 2019 and it had really produced a lot of results for people. It still produces results today because I sent one person one for free and she had one on a cruise and she had one another cruise using that oil and she has sent me <laughs> the um, her testimony about it. And I think she said she... Um, want something else or something amazing happened but she was like yep it was after i put on that oil <laughs> yes yes we we look i'm i'm gonna be dappered up and everything that you do i'm supporting it i'm loving it and i want all of my listeners to give the support i've got all of this divine beings uh links in the bio and you can also just celebrate by sharing this podcast and getting other people to listen as well and so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna head out i love you the divine loves you i love you tia the divine loves you as well <laughs> i love you back peace and, and until next time my beloved listeners